College football is just around the corner, and this is a sign of the times. The Big 12 kicked off media days today, live from Jerry World in Arlington. Happy to be back for College Football Live. Even happier to be talking and watching at least actual football or football activity, I should say, as we welcome in Dusty Dvoracek and Sam Acho, who are live on site in Arlington, Texas, where the Big 12 kicked off media day earlier today. Andre Ware will join us shortly. We will start with what to watch for in the Big 12 this season. Oklahoma will look to continue its dominance in 2021. The Sooners have as many Big 12 titles as they do conference losses during their six-year conference winning rift. Over the last four seasons, Iowa State, the second-best win percentage in the Big 12, trailing only Oklahoma. They returned 20 starters this year. ESPN's FBI has them ninth. And finally, Steve Sarkeesian will be entering his first year with Texas after spending two seasons as Nick Saban's offensive co coordinator, where he broke the school record for scoring in back-to-back -back seasons. Sam is the newest member of our college football live team, so it seems only right, Sam, to start with you. And as we sit here in mid-July, not that far off as college football, what is the biggest storyline for you in the Big 12? Well, for me, the biggest storyline has to be, will Texas get back to what Texas used to be? We all know that OU has dominated this conference. There's been no if and or buts about it. But with Steve Sarkeesian coming from Alabama, producing record-setting offenses. Can he bring that same kind of swagger and bravado to the University of Texas? That's what I'm looking forward to seeing this season. Shocker that a former Longhorn is looking to the Longhorns for his big story of the year. I'm going to go with, can the Big 12 finally win a playoff game, right? I mean, let's be honest. And the, in the Power 5 leagues, the, the Big 12 is the only league that hasn't won a playoff game. They've been close. A lot of Oklahoma fans will tell you they had Georgia down at the half back in 17 Rose Bowl, but they haven't broken through. And this year in particular, it is a deep conference, as deep as I can remember. And then at the very top, you've got the best Oklahoma team that Lincoln Riley's had going into his fifth season, an unbelievably talented Iowa State team, both capable of making the playoff. And I think Oklahoma capable of winning a national championship. Will the Big 12 finally break through and win a college football playoff game and give themselves a chance for the national championship? That is the biggest storyline here today in Arlington. All right, fellas, I like it. We're going to talk a little bit about the parity in the conference as well. And as promised, there's Andre. Where, Andre, uh, what are you watching in the Big 12 for 2021? Well, it's kind of both of what uh, Dusty and Sam were talking about. Texas and Sark, the best play caller in the country last year, coming to Austin and now taking over as their head coach. I'm excited to see what they do offensively. Defensively, they're better. I got a chance to cover them. This, uh, this spring was there for their spring game. They're tackling better. Fans in Austin, don't panic. The defense can tackle this year. And they've got two outstanding running backs. And then Iowa State. They are for real, ladies and gentlemen. This is a team that we're going to talk about all season long with Brock Purdy under at center, Brees, uh, Brees, Pert, excuse me, Brees Hall at running back. They've got plenty on the offensive side of the football. A lot of starters back. This is an exciting team to watch in 2021. Listen, that's a lot of star power there. And when you talk about the Big 12 as a whole, you absolutely have to talk 
about the team that has dominated the conference over the last six seasons. Until proven otherwise, Oklahoma, clearly the team to beat. They have their sights set on a seven straight outright Big 12 championship. Our FPI gives the Sooners a 68% chance of getting it done, and that would tie BYU for the second most consecutive outright conference titles since 1937. Clemson, by the way, also looking for a seventh straight ACC title. Now, after three seasons with a new starting quarterback, Spencer Rattler back as the first starting QB to return for Oklahoma since a guy you may remember, Baker Mayfield, currently the Heisman favorite, by the way. Rattler is, according to Caesars Sportsbook by William Hill. Defensively, the Sooners hope to stay the course under Alex Grinch, and with good reason. They finished 29th in yards allowed per game last year, their best effort since 2013. I think the guys are excited about the team and what we have coming back and the new guys coming in, the whole mix of it. But the good thing is we have enough guys in the room that understand all that it takes to, to get it done and to be a factor at the end of the season. It's Every year they're really, really hard. I know we say that all the time, but they, they always are. It's hard to win the Big 12 championship. It's hard to get in the playoffs. It's hard to win in the playoffs. You gotta, you gotta be at your very best to do it. And, uh, and we got a team that believes in themselves, but also understands and fully appreciates the long, tough road ahead. All right, Dusty, we let Sam talk about Texas. So we're gonna let you talk about Oklahoma. At least uh, <laughs> we'll let you go first anyway. Who or what will be the most important factor for the Oklahoma Sooners this season? You know, Wendy, I'm going to go offensive line. There's not a lot of holes on this Oklahoma football team. Quarterback check, running backs check. I think wide receiver is going to be just fine. And finally, the defense might be the most, the best piece of this football team. Alex Grinch has that defense rolling. The offensive line loses Creed Humphrey. They lose Adrian Ely. And Creed Humphrey was such a key piece at center on the interior of that offensive line. And last year, they took a step back even with those guys. So I'm intrigued to see Bill Biedenboe is one of the best offensive line coaches in all of college football. But that's my one area of concern heading into this season. Can that offensive line not just be good, but be dominant the way that they were just a couple of years ago? If they can check those boxes, Oklahoma really has no flaws as you look at them right now going into the season. Andre? Yeah, it's a good point, Dusty. When you look at it, I've seen Oklahoma teams that have all the skill position players that you need and chemistry on the offensive line. The team itself suffered because of it. I'm going to go Spencer Rattler and his health because they don't have a whole lot behind him. Tanner Malachi, he transferred to SMU. Uh, Chandler Morris is a transfer to TCU. So now it's, it's basically the health of Spencer Rattler. Can he stay healthy behind that offensive line that you just talked about, Dusty? That's what their season is going to basically revolve around. Can he stay healthy and deliver in crunch moments? One thing I'll tell you, Andre, and you never want to have to go to a true freshman, but they did get the number one dual threat quarterback in the country, Caleb Williams. I had a chance to call their spring game. He was lights out. The guy was off the charts, both as a runner and as a thrower. He's not challenging Spencer mm -hmm. Rattler for playing time of the starting job, but in a catastrophic situation, if something were to happen to Rattler, I'm going to tell you what now, Caleb Williams is a name to remember because the young man is oozing talent, and I, I think that the future is very bright for him as a signal caller for the Sooners. Dusty, I want to follow up on something you said before, and first of all, your argument that the Big 12 has to win, has to win a playoff game in order to sort of resume <laughs> its role, to return to its, uh, its fine form. Uh, and you mentioned this. You said Oklahoma. Are, are the pieces in place for Oklahoma not just to make a run at this conference, but to, to make a run at the whole thing? 
Absolutely they are, Wendy. This is as good a football team as Oklahoma's had since Lincoln Riley's been there, and they've been right there on the door knocking on it. I would argue this is the most complete Oklahoma football team going all the way back to 2008 whenever they lost to Florida in the national championship. And it is about Alex Grinch and his defense. The defensive line can flat out dominate the line of scrimmage for the first time in a long time. Excellent linebacker play, and they're finally getting the personnel with the length and size to fit the scheme that they want to run under Alex Grinch. I, I rarely, if ever, question offense when Lincoln Riley is at the helm. The real question has been defense, and finally defense is an answer, not a question. So this team, Wendy, it is equipped to make the playoff and vie for a national championship this upcoming season. Yeah, my question would be, Dusty, can they stay away from their press clippings? Because they lost, we forget, they lost two uh, games last year. And guys still got to the Big 12 championship game. But Iowa State knocked them off, and as well as Kansas State, who has done that two years in a row. So you get a talented football team that starts to read their press clippings. It's a little bit young, a lot of transfers coming in. Uh, can they stay, can they mature enough to stay out of the media, so to speak, and reading just about how good they are and actually put it together on the field to make a run. Stay the course. I will tell you this, though, speaking of press, it, it is hard not to look ahead to that November 20th game against Iowa State. I mean, if things sort of shake out the way we feel like they will, I mean, that, that could be the game of the season in the Big 12, and it comes at, a, at such a pivotal time. Uh, but I know a lot, a lot of football to be played between now and then. Uh, so we'll <laughs> stay the course, too, all right? We'll, we'll pump the brakes. Uh, still to come on College Football Live, we continue our coverage of Media Day. What does Iowa State have to do, by the way, to challenge that great Oklahoma team? How close are the Cyclones to where they want to be? And don't be caught unaware. Andre Ware walks us through the Big 12's most notable names on offense and why they matter. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Until proven otherwise, Oklahoma sits at the top of the food chain in the Big 12. Possible, though, Iowa State could be nipping at their heels. But hope springs eternal this time of the year. All smiles today at Media Day at AT&T Stadium in Arlington, Texas, also known, by the way, as Jerry World. And speaking of all smiles, how about hats off to TCU head coach Gary Patterson. There's coaching, and then there's this at a honky-tonk. That's not bad. That's Billy Bob's, by the way, in Fort Worth, Texas. Here's our own Chris Button, who talked to Coach Patterson about the nerves of performing on stage. You know, it's pretty much like game day. You, I, at least I always did. I was prepared like it. Uh, so, uh, you know, you don't want to screw up when you get up there. And, but, you know, like anybody, they're all going to judge you. So everybody was waiting to see if I was going to be real nervous. And we started with a CCR song, Bad Moon Rising, which was real easy to sing. And so... That made it a lot easier for me. 
game planning the set list. You got to love that. Take a look at the Big 12 preseason poll. Now, the media voted Oklahoma the top team in the conference. The Sooners earned 35 of 39 first-place votes. It's the sixth straight year they have been selected as the team to beat in the preseason poll. Let's talk about that number two team, though. Right beneath Oklahoma, Iowa State. And they hope to pick up right where they left off after a Big 12 championship appearance last season. And our FBI gives the Cyclones a third-best chance to win the conference behind Oklahoma and Texas. Actually, there are two. The Cyclones helped by the return of 19 starters, 9 on offense, 10 on defense. That includes eight of the team's nine first-team All-Big 12 selections from a year ago. And perhaps the most important piece, the quarterback, Brock Purdy. Now that the expectations are higher for you, what are the challenges in having to coach that kind of a team? Well, I, I think the reality is, you know, what we spent the last two years is defining who we really are. And so the outside world doesn't have to define us. And I, I've been so proud of the leadership that we've had that understanding, man, we put our ego at the door. You know, you, you come in and you realize there's growth opportunities everywhere. And as long as we're willing to grow, whether it's mentally, physically, within our craft, then we will have a chance to become the best version of ourselves we can be. So I really think that reflection over the last two years has helped us be ready to handle any expectations that come our way. Um, I feel like, you know, if we maximize our potential, we're good enough to do whatever we want. You lead the country in rushing last year, but you placed six in the Heisman. How much of that was motivation coming into this year? Um, you know, yeah, I mean, it, it was motivation, um, but really I don't care about that. I know if, you know, my team's winning games and if we're having fun winning games and all the ind individual stuff's going to come, so I don't really worry about that. Well, when you hear that, maximize their potential, you know, the question is how much potential is there? So, Dusty, I'll ask you, you know, how, how close is Iowa State? Yeah, and I'll even hop in Sam. on that one because I got a chance to sit with, I got a chance to sit and talk with Brees Hall and see Matt Campbell. And it was just amazing to see Brees Hall's confidence. This dude is confident. No one's talking about the fact that he had 511 touches last year and only one fumble. No one's talking about the fact that he led the FBS in rushing, yet he was only six in the Heisman. Iowa State understands that they're not a team that's sexy or flashy. They're not the team that everyone's talking about. They don't get a ton of four- or five-star recruits, but they get the guys that they need to win, and everybody in that program gets it. It's not a lot of infighting. You don't see offensive players yelling at defensive players. You don't see defensive players getting upset with offensive players. They know that they start slow. This is what Brees Hall told me not too long ago. They know that they start slow, but they believe they will be in every single game, and we saw that firsthand last year. Andre? Yeah, Sam, when you, when you look at Iowa State, you know, they've got one of the be better developers of talent in the country and Matt Campbell as their head coach. You're right. They go get what they need and develop it, and they may not be four stars when they get there, but they play like it at the end of their careers, and, and it's it's that way for Brees Hall. It's that way for Brock Purdy and, and the talented defensive group. Are they close? Yes, they're close. They're, they they actually proved it last year by beating Oklahoma, and they played them in the championship game to just a, a six-point deficit. So uh, they are knocking on the doors of college football, excuse me, of the Big 12, and, and basically owning it this year in 2021. It wouldn't surprise me whatsoever if Matt Campbell, who I think is the X factor in this deal, uh, if he if he leads his team to a Big 12 title.
And, and people always say you can't be the best until you beat the best. And we all know that Oklahoma, OU, is the best. They are the standard, the cream of the crop in the Big 12. Now, Matt Campbell and Iowa State, they're two and three in the last five seasons against OU. Four of those five games have been decided by one score or, or less. So are they close? Yes, they're close. They've beat the best. They're going to be the best, but it's going to take a little bit of time and it's going to take a big win come this fall. Well, you're right, Sam. And look, Oklahoma, as I said before, until proven otherwise, the Sooners are the team to beat. Uh, but, Andre, I think it's interesting that you say Matt Campbell's the X factor. I want to go back to that at some point. Uh, but listen, take a look at this, the first team all Big 12 selections. And we just talked about uh, pumping the brakes a little bit. But I'm going to ask it like this anyway because I do think it's a fair question. Are Brock Purdy and Brees Hall the best returning tandem in the Big 12. I mean, those two are pretty good. There's some other talent out there, but are they the best one-two punch? We'll see. Yeah, when it comes to being complete. Yeah, when you, when when you look at it. Uh, well, when it comes to being a complete offense and defensive attack or even just multiple positions, I think this is the most complete quarterback and running back tandem that we're going to see returning in the Big 12. We talked about Brees Hall, what he's been able to do. We haven't talked much about Brock, Brock, Brock Purdy. When you watch Brock Purdy on film, he makes the throws. He's a little bit aggressive. You might see a little bit of the, the Brett Favre gunslinger in him. But when he gets it all together, you're going to see greatness in, in Brock Purdy. Yeah, Sam, when I look at it, best quarterback running back combination, yes. But I'm thinking best combination is at Texas in Bijan uh, Robinson and Rashawn Johnson that, because they're going to complement each other. Stark's going to use them in a, in a way that they use. He used the two backs at Alabama last year and Harrison Robinson. So if they can get that kind of productivity out of, out of this group, I think that's the best tandem coming back in the Big 12. Well, I tell you what, it certainly has Longhorn fans cautiously optimistic. They, too, have a long way to go. Uh, but we'll see. And take a look at this. This is uh, – we talk a lot about FPI, or football power index. Uh, these are the percentage chances to win the Big 12. Not surprising because, again, they've done it so many years in a row. Oklahoma had the top, but Texas and Iowa State neck and neck right behind them. And, again, uh, Texas fans would, would love to see that. But if it – if it's not the, the notable names, the names we're used to, say, to saying and calling, you know, who's the dark horse, Dusty? Who could surprise us in the Big 12? I'll tell you, Wendy, coming here today, I said three through five is up in the air, right? I think it's Texas, it's Oklahoma State, it's TCU, like you just mentioned. And I guess I was swooned by his singing, but Gary Patterson made a pretty good case for his football team. And I respect the heck out of Gary Patterson. He came to Norman, Oklahoma my senior year in 2005, and he left with a win, and we were a top-five team in the country. Ever since then, I've known Gary Patterson can flat-out coach football, and he's got in the trenches his best offensive line he's had in several years, and he's got a quarterback in Max Duggan that had a full offseason. Remember, he was thrust into playing time as a true freshman, didn't get a spring last year, then had heart surgery, didn't even know if he was going to play, and then just weeks before the season he was okayed, played the second half of Iowa State. I think this offseason is a huge launch pad, and I think Max Duggan's going to take that next step. And we know TCU can play defense. So if I've got to go with the dark horse, give me the frogs in Fort Worth. Yeah, and if you were swooned by the singing, by Gary Patterson singing, I was swooned by O'Shawn Mathis. O'Shawn Mathis, a defensive yes. end for TCU. He's 6'5". He's 247. I talked 
talked to him here at Big 12 Media Day. I said, hey, bro, how many are you looking for? Which is for defensive linemen. How many sacks do you want? He looked at me, nodded his head, and said 14. This dude had nine sacks last year. He's going for even bigger and better numbers this year. So talking to him convinced me. And then seeing Max Duggan's confidence. Yeah. He's not the biggest. He's not the strongest. He can run. We all know that. He's physical. He's a great runner. But he's just confident. He's got this calm confidence, this swagger about him. And, and even just watching him helped me understand, man, TCU may be a team to watch when we're talking about dark horses. And as you talk about Max Duggan, that's how Gary Patterson was. Unbelievably confident, cool, calm, collected, and it just seemed like they've got a good vibe. Said it's the best team chemistry he's had since the Rose Bowl winning undefeated team back when Andy Dalton was the quarterback. He's not saying it'll be that team, but you can just tell he knows he's got something with his football team. One thing on that schedule, though, they have to go to Norman, to Stillwater, and to Ames. So if if a TCU is going to make a Big 12 championship, they're going to have to be some road warriors and upset somebody that as we look at it now, we probably don't anticipate here as we sit here mid-July. Yeah, that's that's quite the gauntlet. But, you know, you two, that's a lot of swooning for mid-July. I don't know. We, we haven't even played a game yet, and already you two are – I like it, though. You're buying it. We'll, we'll take it. You just, you gotta meet, you got, you just got to – Wendy, you, you just got to meet O'Shawn. Simple as that. Just, okay. just look for a dude, 6'5", got blonde hair with some dreads, that's O'Shawn Mathis right there. And, hey, like we got self. Mike Gundy, Steve Sarkeesian tomorrow, Wendy. Who knows? It may be a different answer after we talk to them tomorrow. Well, I, I don't doubt that, guys. That, 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 that's what worries me. All right, uh, speaking of which, we are going to talk a lot about Texas tomorrow because the Longhorns will take the mic at uh, Media Day. Bijan Robinson, already a Heisman hopeful. We'll talk about some other notable names. Andre makes us aware when we come back. Our next UFC fight night comes your way Saturday from the Apex in Las Vegas. Another stacked card. Prelims start at 7 Eastern. That's ESPN, ESPN Deportes, and ESPN Plus. The main card coming your way at 10 o'clock Eastern. Uh, listen, we're talking about offensive players in the Big 12. You should be <laughs> aware of, Andre. See what, see what we did there? Uh, we're going to have you tell us. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, I would start with Bijan Robinson at Texas. Because he's a guy that there was a lot of hype about him coming into the season. I got a chance to do their spring game, and the high, he is he is worth every bit of praise that he's been given. They're going to use him at Texas like they did uh, Najee Harris, and if he comes anywhere close to that type of production, we'll be talking about this young man in high in the Heisman conversation at season's end. Four or five offensive linemen return for Texas, so he's going to have one heck of a season. Spencer Sanders, now in his third year as the starting quarterback, but it's the first time he comes back to the same offensive coordinator and the same quarterback coach. He's been, you know, hit with consistency problems. That should start. That should kind of settle him in coming back to the same play caller. And then the small guy, but plays big on the field, the 5'5", 170-pound Deuce Vaughn. 600 over 600 yards rushing last year over 400 yards receiving the dual threat out of the backfield he is a, a big play waiting to happen should make kansas state season exciting yeah he should make our season exciting how do you not pull for that guy we're back tomorrow five o'clock texas on the docket at big 12 media day